This episode of The Citadel Cafe is brought to you by listeners like you. Visit patreon.com slash the Citadel Cafe to find out how you can become a patron and help make this show possible. This is the Citadel Cafe, episode number 389 for Thursday, January 14th, 2021. My name is Joel Duggan and the Citadel Cafe is where my friends and I hang out to talk about the geeky stuff that we are into. Lou Page is normally here on the second week of the month, but he is a bit busy this week. So filling in is one of my favorites. Megan Townsend is here. You can find her at Townsend on all the social media that matters, including TikTok. More on that later. Hi, Megan. Hi, Joel. I won't tell anyone else, I promise, that I'm your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure it just stays just between us. <laughs> yeah, it's like that It's like that joke where it's just like, you're my favorite aunt. And then they're like, I'm your only aunt. <laughs> uh, yes, but... you're my favorite female co-host. I'm your only favorite female co-host. Which is not a dig, by the way. No, That's no, no, not no. it. I'm, I, uh, I, know. I, don't, I don't mind being the only lady. Yeah, don't tell Brockett. <laughs> don't tell Brockett. Because okay, I think Brockett right. thinks that he's my favorite, you know. I th- I don't okay. think I don't think Lou I would be confused at all, but I I think Rocket might think. I mean, I'm gonna dig myself into this hole eventually. But I just... <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been a minute. I think the last time you were on the show was the holiday roundtable, uh, which have had yeah. actually quite a few downloads. So I'm glad that people are enjoying those episodes because uh, I'm really proud of them. I had a lot of fun uh, getting everybody together. I always as close have a great to... time with those. Yeah, it's really fun. I always to have... have so much fun in them because I, I don't get to talk to Lou or Brockett otherwise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the one time a year I actually get to talk to them, it's always such a great time. And I feel like I would like to talk it, talk to Brockett a little bit more because I think, I feel like he and I have a lot of very similar interests in terms of the media that we both consume. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'd just be nice to be able to have those chats more, but we're both just so busy. Um, well, so that's, I, I love, yeah. I love the round tables for those reasons. Yeah. That's They're the thing so much fun. with the, um, with the discord, uh, everybody's in there, but everybody's busy and yes. discord is yeah. just yet another t- text chat app. You know, like I, I enjoy really? it quite a bit, yeah. but it does end up being kind of like on my to-do list, you know, cause it ends up being kind of work related. I remember, uh, uh, talking with our mutual friend cosmic. Uh, in the discord and, mm-hmm. and saying like you know sorry i haven't been around but like over the holidays i very much wasn't on discord despite the fact that it's a very social place it's related to work for me so i tend to like think about yeah. it like when i'm not at the computer i'm not really on discord very much unless there's something immediate that needs attention um on the computer i'm on all the time sharing stuff and reading things and whatever but but yeah it's it's one of those things where uh I want to do more of that with the Citadel Cafe going forward. That's some of the feedback that I've received. Uh, it's not like I've had a lot of people say it, but I've had enough people say it thinking like, okay, even if you're the vocal minority, there's still more people that probably want this that just haven't mentioned anything. Uh, and that people really enjoy the episodes of the Citadel Cafe where there is more than just the one co-host. And I think it just adds a different yeah. dynamic. Uh, if I can get different people in the room together, like you mentioned, like, you know, you, Brockett and Lou, um, being my regular co-hosts for all of 2020, it was really cool to have all of you at the in, at the table at the same time. So that kind yeah, of I had a fun. lot of fun with it, and it's a, it's just I don't know, it's just nice to hear 
um, other voices as well. Not that I don't like hearing your voice. You have a very nice voice to listen to, <laughs> by the way. I was saying that the other day. I was oh, um, I was lurking in one of your streams, and I was just like, Joel's got such a great voice. Just just a really nice voice to listen to. So, but it's it's nice being able to to chat with with you know other people who are also part of the community, like the other hosts. Um, again, because we just we just don't get an opportunity otherwise. So it's just nice to to bounce things off of, and especially be able to find out like what other people are into Mm -hmm. um because i don't i don't i don't go back and listen to my own episodes um because i don't like to well and (laughs) it's also sometimes sometimes i do for like you know if if there was a particular piece of feedback which is like i'll just listen to it and see what i can make better audio quality yeah um yeah exactly things like that or like you know for my own self being able to um you know, learn how to speak a little bit better, like to keep my thoughts more consistent. Um, but I don't have a lot. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. Otherwise, I like to make them, but I don't get a chance to actually listen to them because I'm busy or like when I'm on my way home, I'm usually um, thinking about like something for a story. So I'm listening to music to kind of like foster that thought process and keep that going in my head a little bit more. So I, I don't often myself turn to podcasts to listen to. Um, but I want to start doing that more this year. That's definitely something that I've put on the, on my list of things to, to complete or to do this year is just have things going in the background. So I can tell you podcasts. one of the ways that I keep up with podcasts, uh, which makes adulting way easier is, uh, chores, mm-hmm. house chores, whether it's on your yes. headphones or whether for me, I have a little Bluetooth speaker that sits in my kitchen. I put it up on top of my fridge. So it fills the kitchen with sound and, I can leave my phone somewhere away from the giant, you know, sink full of soapy water uh, and just hit play yeah. on a podcast and listen for like, you know, 60 minutes, 90 minutes, whatever's going on. And I'll do that while I'm cooking. I'll do that while I'm, mm-hmm. uh, I'll listen to a podcast when I'm eating only because I think I spend so much time now in front of screens that I'm usually quite happy to just kind of like listen to something while I eat as opposed to watch something while I eat. Yes. Um, yeah. Because, and I also found like, just from an odd little personal note, like I've noticed some posture problems and i'm just like i don't remember this being an issue before i've had this i've had computers for years but what it is it's that i have this lovely you know um pro tablet uh it's big but it's like Mm. small laptop but big for a tablet and it means that Mm. if i'm using that at the table to watch something i'm looking down like it's i may might as well be on my phone so i've just noticed some issues like that and i've only been using that for a year so um, I can sit at the computer, no problem, because I have a very big monitor. It's 27 inches. My uh, gaming monitor is 27 inches and on an arm. So it's quite high off the table because I'm tall. So there's no slouching mm. involved there. Uh, and so yeah. um, I've been thinking like, well, all right, well, if I'm not, if I'm not looking at something, I, if I'm just listening to something, then I can actually sit and eat and not be like bent over my plate trying to see something. I'm also concerned I need to yeah. get new glasses. <laughs> I definitely need to get new glasses, 100%. There's a lot of things I need to do this year. New eyeballs or new things to help my eyeballs. 2020 was the was the year that I was supposed to do quite a few things. Like there was, It was the dentist appointment that needed to happen. It was the eye appointment that needed to happen. It was kind of like one of the things like, mm-hmm. well, the dentist thing I need to catch up on. But like the eye appointment is like, I don't need them, need them. Like I'm not dealing with eye strain so much but i still need to go get checked out but it's like well i don't need to do that right now so it's something i can skip you know and let the people that do really need to go 
get an appointment because of course there was limited space and time and all that kind of stuff so but yes i do yeah. i do need to sort that kind of thing out because that could also be contributing to slouching over and and just yeah i've just realized that in talking with friends like just how much time i spent on the internet um in 2020 and so i'm trying to dial even though i'm going to be on and listening to media via the internet there's a lot of things i can do without like visually being tied to something i can do yeah. some other stuff because i also have more podcasts that i subscribe to than i can possibly listen to in the course of a week uh i'm usually behind on a few things and i have my favorites they get listened to first and if i have no more time then the next week starts and then my next favorites are back you know like i don't have time to dig into the archive of the other shows that i you know there are like right. on the b list uh, but I've got yeah, a spare exactly. room that I want to clean up and turn into a home gym. So I need to, if I can have some extra podcasts going while I do that, then that will make that chore a lot more enjoyable for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, well, before we get into what we've been watching, which is going to be an interesting um, conversation this week, we do have an email from uh, a listener and a new supporter, as a matter of fact, Obsidian Clad Fox, uh, a member of our Discord, a Cafe Barista member has written in and asking about nerding out about non-nerdy things. Hello, Joel and co-host. I was wondering, what are some hobbies or interests that you nerd out about but aren't typically nerdy? Alternatively, if you can think of some that aren't necessarily yours, that works too. For example, in my case, it's welding and metal fabrication. It's a social perception, kind of a manly job, quote-unquote, and pretty far removed from nerd status. But I absolutely geek out about nice welds and fantastic equipment. Would love to hear your thoughts on this topic. Love the podcast. Keep being rad, all of you. Obsidian clad fox. Uh, Obsidian, thanks so much uh, for the great email. And welcome to the community. I've, I've seen Obsidian on Twitch. I've seen them in the Discord. I think I've seen them in the Sponge Chunks Discord. So they're all over the place and really enjoying the content. So happy to hear that. Uh, off the top of my head... I'd say cooking for me. Uh, I think more recently this is being viewed in you know pop culture is a little bit more nerdy. Um, people to get really really in. I never would have thought that. Yeah, I I feel like I maybe it's just because I'm getting more into it that I'm seeing more. I mean, there's always been people that are really into cooking that are not chefs. Like there's people that do stuff at home that are mm. just really into that kind of thing. Um, and I'm actually one of the like, things I'd like to do this year. Uh, now that I have the means and um, the opportunity to cook larger meals more often. Um, I'm not like really knowledgeable about it, but I definitely get into wanting to do it right. So like right. I made the shift a few years ago and I cook almost exclusively in cast iron pans when I'm stoked up. Uh, the only exception would be my wok and I think maybe one other pot for like sauces because the cast iron pan is not good for like sauces and stuff um so there's stuff like that uh and i really want to get into more uh i don't want to say fancy i just want to say like outside of the standard maritimes meat and potatoes well you'll know what i mean when i say yeah. that but for those of you yes. that don't know uh in nova scotia really most of the maritimes i mean it's a very it started off, uh, you know, from a historical standpoint as more of a, like a, a working class kind of area. So like it's meat and potatoes and vegetables on your plate. And they're not like, there's no sauces. There's not a lot of fancy prep. Like it's pretty basic stuff. Ma- but maybe it's good. gravy. 
Yeah, you know, yeah, like it's uh, good. Yeah, it's hearty. Yeah, like chick- salt meat is a big thing, like salt meat stew yeah, and things like that. Exactly. Um, uh, I mean, you get more, yeah. you get into some deeper stuff when you get into like Newfoundland and and some Cape Breton, and there's some more, you know, uh, Highland or or Scottish or Irish influenced dishes when you mm. get into those kind of places. But re- like in the, as a whole, there's just an awful lot of like you know chicken or roast beef or whatever with potatoes and carrots and peas, like you know, just that kind of a plate. It's kind of standard. And hearty. Yeah. Hearty, um, warm, home-cooked meals. Like you would, like pub food, kind of. Like hearty pub food oh, yes. is kind of what it, what I, like I know a lot of people will go to a pub and pay really, really good money to have like a hearty uh, steak, potato, veggie mm-hmm. meal. Yep. But that is like the standard that, you know, maybe not, I don't really make it very often because I don't have time. <laughs> but um, just, you know, when you think of like a nice hearty family meal. It's usually steak or chicken, potatoes, veggies, mashed potatoes usually, yeah. sometimes baked potatoes. Um, just food that makes you feel good. I do a lot of roasted potatoes. keep you full for a long time. Yeah. Oh, yes. Roasted potatoes are very good. Yeah. My mom makes excellent roasted potatoes. Very good. I've been following uh, my cousin and her fiance. They recently bought a house around the corner. Uh, and I don't think think that he I think he used to work in the food industry I don't think he was ever a chef because I asked him and he said no uh but uh the stuff that he puts on Instagram like looks like professional chef dishes but like served at home like it's not like it looks fancy in terms of like the crazy presentation and like you know little sprinkles of stuff and like all that kind of stuff but like but what he makes is outside of the normal realm of what you and I would consider like pretty standard cooking around here for the average Mm -hmm. person uh, and I was just like, how do you do this? Like, how, how do you know and have all this stuff? And they, they remodeled their kitchen. Of course, I was following that on Instagram as well. I mean, it's beautiful. Uh, but the choices that they made, I was just kind of like, okay, this is, this is a, a, someone that is passionate about cooking and cooking well at home, you know, and not, not looking to like, not looking to try and make do with a standard kitchen. It's like, no, 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 <laughs> I want this kind of range. I want to have the smoker inside the house, like just all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So um, I asked him and he, uh, I'm actually going to look this up really quick because I don't know the name of it off the top of my head, but he recommended a cookbook uh, that's been on my list for a while. And I do have a friend that is a chef and I want to talk to her about it and see like whether this is like the right thing. It's called the French Laundry Cookbook. And I asked him about like, you know, how, how he knew all this kind of stuff. Like, did he take cooking classes? Did he work as a chef? And he said, nope, the French Laundry Cookbook by Thomas Keller and Susie Heller, uh, which you can get on Amazon, stuff like that. And it, I, I haven't been able to peek inside of it yet, but he said like, it's more than just some fancy dishes. It's like, it'll teach you the basics of what you need to know. So if you wanted to combine or make a sauce for something else, you would then know how. Right. Mm. You know, like if you want to make a sauce for this fish, but then you want to twist it and maybe make it for other seafood or lobster or something like that, you could, you could adjust it because you would then know how to adjust it. And I thought, okay, that's what I want. It's like a blueprint. Yeah. I don't necessarily want to follow like one specific recipe so much as I would like to learn how to do more off the cuff stuff. Cause I, I do a lot of like stovetop off the cuff, but when it comes to sauces, when it comes to baking, like I just, I'm out of my element. You know, I have a couple of baking mm. recipes that I like, you know, chocolate chip cookies. I've got, I've got an icebox cookie recipe I want to try. I bought cherries for Christmas for icebox cookies and I never got to them. So I'm going to, I'm going to do that. But it's, it's one of those things where like, when I get into something like cooking, I want to do it right. Like the things on my 
Christmas list when my parents asked me this year, like, you know, we have no idea what you want for Christmas. Like, give us some gift ideas. And it was like cookie sheets, drying racks. I got some very nice fish spatulas, <laughs> which is a very specific oh, thing. Oh, nice. Cute. But <laughs> I like I like fish and I, I really enjoy fish and I can do mm. really good breaded fish in this cast iron pan. But you know what's a real pain in the butt is trying to flip a nine inch long fish fillet with a four inch long spatula. <laughs> like... It's yeah. very difficult yeah. if you if you kind of if you care about at least a little bit of presentation when you put it on a plate and have it not be in like four pieces, um, yeah. then you want to do it that way. And so that's that's what I I did. I got these really nice spatulas for my dad, and so th that sort of stuff. I nerd out in that way, and that I I don't just want to make do. I want to do it right. And a lot of times I don't try new stuff because when I see a recipe, they're like, oh, you need a something juicer or a you know this kind of a special pan i was like don't have that <laughs> you know it's why i don't bake fancy stuff well one because i'd be four thousand pounds but um because i would just eat it all but like it, you yeah. know it's why i don't make a cheesecake because i don't have like a cheesecake pan they require a special thing like with a you know thing around the edge and like all this kind of stuff like a latch yeah precisely it's why i don't decorate things because like i don't have fancy icing stuff i mean my i spread icing with a knife <laughs> Like I don't have a fancy, a fancy thing. Like you, that works. Yeah, I mean, you and I have a mutual friend, Sarah, that does beautiful stuff. Amazing it's so cakes. pretty. Oh my god! I mean, beautiful. And talking about something that I don't do, but someone nerds out about. Like I would say that she nerds out about decorating cakes and cupcakes and stuff like that. Like she has all the attachments. She's got a lot of skill and know-how. She obviously very much enjoys it. Otherwise, she wouldn't dump the time into it that she does. Uh, and she gets a lot out of doing it for people, I think, because I often see it on Instagram as like a gift or like someone's birthday or something. And and so I would say like, you know, if you're looking for stuff that's outside of typical like sci-fi fantasy entertainment and books and movies and things like that, if you're looking for nerdy stuff, uh, I guess video games would be at the top of that list as well. Then I'd say cooking. Like I'd say cooking would be where I would say is the most the most nerdy thing that I do that's outside of that kind of a realm. Um, what about you? Do you have anything that would be nerdy but not mainstream yeah this whole this whole conversation i've been thinking about it and my brain immediately went to crocheting but it's not it i don't lose my mind about yarn or you know crochet hooks or anything um but i think the thing that that i i really nerd out about is is music but like specifically um orchestral music and like cinematic music not necessarily like soundtracks or anything but there's a really specific subgenre of music that's just like cinematic orchestral and it's it's all original compositions um but just I, I don't even know how these people make these songs either i don't know if they they write they write it and they hire an orchestra or if it's all digital i cannot tell um but some of it is like a weird blend of like um you know it's 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 got a very like orchestral feel to it, and it does feel like there's one in particular um, from a, a group called uh, Two Steps from Hell. There there there's a couple songs that I'm sure people would know of them. Like they, they would hear, they'd be like, "Oh, okay, I know exactly where that's from," because um, some of their songs have been used for um, uh, cinematic trailers and things like that in Hollywood, and so for commercials and things like that. So there are definitely things that people would recognize. Um, but they have one called Impossible. And there's like a choir. There's like it kind of it kind of starts off like a sea shanty and then turns into this um, epic, you know, battle music, but not like annoying video game battle music. It's 
it's really interesting. And so, and, and, you know, it kind of goes into what we're going to talk about a little later, but hearing people add on to music, um, you know, having like a vocalist kind of do like one line and then someone else add harmonies to it and then have someone else add instrumentals to it. Um, just to see how music can blend together is amazing. And I remember when I was doing voice lessons or, um, you know, being like in a choir, which is, nerdy in and of itself but like just listening to the music and listening to the way harmonies vibrate like because it, it's music is it's sound right it's vibration but like the 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 way that things would resonate together in in like perfect harmony while also like sounding different is just really amazing in my brain and I really like really fantastic key changes like some people will call it like like a, this is going to sound gross. It's going to call like a, a chordgasm where it's like you hear a really fantastic <laughs> chord change where you're just like, oh, that sounds so good. And it's just amazing. And, um, and so like if I will, I will fully just like immerse myself in a piece of music and sit there and I will listen to that one part over and over and over again. Like I'll be like, oh, wait, I got to go back and listen to that again because it was just so um, like it just it felt good like I can feel it like it's like my body just gets tingles and it's um I don't know and I I also have synesthesia so I hear I see color when I hear music um so I think that's also part of it it's like a really interesting weird head trip um but like I, I would never have thought just listening to music would be um nerdy but I guess it is like the way I think about it it's just if I hear like a really great chord chord key change or a really awesome chord it's just like oh we just listen to that again and i i will back it up and make someone listen to it again um so yeah i guess i guess that's it <laughs> listening to music is my is i wouldn't say it's low key like everyone listens to music but i think with the the attention in which i listen to music right is well and the and the different. kind of music that you're specifically you know Talking, talking about, about. yeah because yeah. uh, i'm familiar with yeah. two steps from hell like one of the things that i will often do if i'm having trouble focusing uh you know you don't want to go down a youtube rabbit hole or whatever mm -hmm. uh, i'll put on like a, i'll just i'll just go into youtube and i'll search epic orchestral music and then just find yep. somebody that's put together like an hour two hours uh i have to make sure it's not the one track looped because that's annoying but it's usually if, yes. usually in the description you can see people have put like timestamps, and it's just like you know 12 different artists over the course of, you know, the hour and they'll put like, you know, each track yeah. will start at a certain time frame, which is cool because if you're listening to something and you like it, you can then look at the description and go like, oh, I'm between 25 minutes and 30 minutes. That's this particular song from this particular composer or group exactly. or whatever. Um, so I'm familiar with yeah. Two Steps from Hell. What was the name of the track again that you really like? It was called, um, I believe it's Impossible. Let me just find it because um, I was listening to it recently and it's, um, there's two different versions of it. So they have one album that is recent um well recent from like 20 um 2019 i believe um but the album is called the album is called unleashed from 2017 and the song is called impossible so there's two different versions on their soundtrack there's like one with a with a vocalist um and then there's um, another one that's just orchestral, just an instrumental. And then they also have an uncompressed mix, um, which I think is more so for people who want to be able to hear all of the levels. Right. 
Yeah, well, that's and that's where you get into the audio files, like the the people that are into yes, you know, they have the yeah. best headphones and have like you know, don't listen exactly. to MP3s because it's too much compression. And I'm not there. Yeah. Like I can appreciate orchestral music. I listen to mostly orchestral. Like I, I listen to scores from you know Superman and Avengers and Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. and like anything that's like around sixty beats a minute. You know, um, yeah. when I'm when I'm running and working out because I find that it's, you know, it's got this cool kind of upbeat. And it's funny that you mentioned like notes and things that will kind of um, resonate with you. Uh, yeah. I, I really enjoy and I think it's because of movies like um, Saving Private Ryan playing things like Medal mm. of Honor back when it was uh, or or Call of Duty back before it was Modern Warfare like when it was like World War II stuff mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and then Captain America being such a big Captain America fan but there's something about like the French horn kind of like America during the Second yes. World War yeah. kind of theme uh, probably a lot of that has to do with Star Wars too because there's a lot of French horn yeah. in, in John Williams work so I really like strings with good bass but like it just it just it gets you in like in like your spirit it's like like i remember when i was younger my dad has always been a really big music guy so i remember when i was younger he had this huge sound system and he had a record player and he would just put records on and he would crank the music and when i was younger like my little body was just like i hurt like it hurts me because i feel it like vibrating in my whole being um, but I've kind of like always held on to that feeling because it was so interesting that I was like, I can hear it, but I'm feeling it at the same time. And as like, like a five-year-old, I was like, this is weird. I didn't know that music could do this to you. Um, and that's kind of when I figured out that I had synesthesia and, and it kind of, I realized what it was called, but I was like, does not everyone see color when they hear music? They don't. That was like, what are you talking about? Um, but like, I just, I, I liked, I like music that I can feel, um, like when I feel it in my chest, I'm like, okay, I know this is a this is a really good song. Um, weirdly enough, the soundtrack from the first Transformers movie is one of my favorites. Like I I didn't I I remember watching the movie and being like, man, I really like this music. And then I did the same thing. I was just I just need to focus and work on something. So I just listened to cinematic orchestral music on a on a playlist. And I was like, what's the song from it? It kind of struck. It was like I remembered it, but I couldn't place where it was from. But it sounded so powerful in like a really understated way i don't know it was it starts off very soft and it builds but it's very melodic which feel which is not typically a thing that i hear a lot in hollywood films like they all have very very you know specific beats but this was they didn't have a beat to it it was just very melodic and um when i figured out it was from transformers i was just like what do you mean this is beautiful um but i also really like the music from um skyrim as well like specifically the town's music um a lot of them are just very soft and melodic and they help you focus better apparently it's scientifically proven that if you want to focus just listen to uh video game soundtracks when you're traveling because it actually they're designed to help you focus and move forward like to just keep going that's how games keep you playing for long periods of time because the music it's like a weird psychological trick yeah i really like the transformer soundtrack as well the, it, yeah. as, as much crap as I will throw at the Michael Bay films, the the soundtracks oh, to yes. those are they're actually really good. Oh, um, it so good. That's not anything to do with Michael Bay though. That's the composer. no, no, that's the composer. I, yeah, you know, I get, I, I get yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I keep that separate personally. Yeah, be like, Michael Bay sucks. It's Composers, it's spot Michael on. something. I can't remember how to pronounce their last name. No, sorry, um, Steve 
Jablonski, I think, is the composer. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of um, Michael, I think it's Giacchino or Guacchino. I can't remember how to pronounce his name, but he's got some other stuff that's out there too. And I'm trying to remember what he's done. But it's similar to Transformers. But I get, see, I listen to so many and then I just, I associate the track with like whatever m- imagery is happening in my head, you know, as I'm like mm-hmm. tearing around downtown Dartmouth on a run or whatever. Um, most of yeah. it recently has been from the Marvel films, but uh, I've got some yeah. classical stuff in there from older films. And um, I really like the music to the Batman Arkham series as well. That's got some cool. Yeah, that's got a good soundtrack. Like too. specifically for me, when you're working out, it's like it's less like the creepy kind of like top of the city stuff, and more like when you dive into fist fights with five guys at once. It's that track, you know, like that kind of like mm-hmm. you know some sort of like really mm-hmm. aggressive march at like sixty or seven, you know, sixty beats a minute kind of thing, which just really kind of has you pounding and and uh, gets your heart racing and stuff like that. So. Well, speaking of music, uh, this is actually something that brought me into what I wanted to talk about this week. I, I really haven't watched a lot of stuff. I've been very busy after the holidays getting back into uh, work stuff, which is fine. I enjoy working and, and whatnot. But uh, the entrepreneurial guilt has meant some extra work hours to kind of make up for taking some holiday time. Uh, however, um, I found a sea shanty on Twitter and the video was linked from TikTok. And I've, I guess we'll say avoided TikTok (laughs) until now. Uh, And uh, for no other reason other than just people that I trust in media were talking about it. And and, and what I was seeing on other platforms like Instagram was mostly like TikTok dances. And I don't care. Um, However, this Mm. this one sea shanty, uh, which was a combination of, I want to say it was... Nathan, um, I I had the link open, but it was playing audio, auto video uh, and stuff on it. So I'll have to be careful here. It was, who was the original dude? I want to say it's this one. Luke the Voice? Nope. Luke the Voice is the guy that did the, um, it was Natty Dread and there's so many people. It's so hard to keep track uh, of what's going on. Um, So it wasn't Natty Dread. She's one of the people that I do follow. Um, anyway, I'll have to look it up and I'll, I'll mention it in a bit, but at any rate, it was just, it's a single, uh, Luke, the voice was the guy that did this second video. So he did a duet with the original singer who is Irish and Luke, the voice is like this 19 year old guy from, I want to say Pennsylvania. And he's got a voice that rivals Carson from Downton Abbey. Like it is mm-hmm. deep. Like, <laughs> like Very I, deep. I think sometimes I have a deep voice, but then I, you know, hear and, and see people like, like Luke, the voice. I'm just like, what the crap? I can't believe that comes out of a yeah. human. Uh, so, uh, he did this bass track to, uh, or, or I guess a deep, deep, deep bass track to, to this sea shanty and blew my mind. I was like, what am I just listening to? So I sent it to my friend, Chad, who is, is into music, um, playing music now and, and appreciates this kind of stuff. And then I went on and thought like, maybe I'll check out TikTok and see what's going on. Well, that's basically what I've been doing when I have like a half an hour before bed to kind of watch something. And I want to de work, you know, like I want to just rid my brain of the day and just kind of relax for a bit. I've been exploring TikTok. Yeah. Um, and, and in part, you mentioned it, I think in our holiday rain round table that you're on TikTok, and that was new because you weren't on that, on the platform before. Uh, I'm on the platform, but I haven't posted anything. I've just mostly been watching and liking and, you know, trying to find people to follow. 
uh, been a bit of a struggle at first because, like I said, there was a lot of like TikTok dances, and I didn't, I wasn't interested in that. Um, but yeah. through you know liking really certain people either. and and I I chose like music. I don't think I chose. I probably chose art, music, art, comedy, and food were my interests. When TikTok says like, "What are you interested in?" to kind of like kick off your feed. Um, but so far, I'm really enjoying it. It's not. It's it's um it's silly. Like it, don't get me wrong. Like it's just it's social media fluff. I don't want to say it's crap because it's not. But it's it, it's definitely light, short. I think that's probably one of the things I like about it is that it's such a short consumer thing like it's a minute long max most of the time and uh i have i've just really been enjoyed enjoying exploring it but i know that you're on it so like what mm-hmm. like w- w- well first of all like, if people wanted to follow you on tiktok where could they go oh megan townsend okay that's what i thought everywhere just wanted to, i wanted to double check. <laughs> yeah i'm trying to keep things consistent across all platforms yeah. to make it easy so i mean not to sound like an old man but like from your greater experience than mine, like what is TikTok, at least for you? Like what, what do you get out of it? Um, well, so I was, I was really, I really liked Vine a lot and I, I miss Vine a lot sometimes. Just a lot of the, the little jokey snippets um, of comedy um, were great. And like, you know, to this day, I still, you know, will quote some some vines and and they're just kind of part of my my own cultural zeitgeist um so when tiktok kind of first became a thing i remember someone saying man i feel like a lot of the people have moved from vine moved over to tiktok and like some of these videos have a lot of vine energy so just like the wacky internet weirdness was kind of what what drew me in but um you know sometimes it was people giving information about something like you know here's a fun fact for you it was like oh that's kind of interesting and as you just sort of fall down a rabbit hole of of you know fun information um and then it sort of spawned into a lot of art so there's um some cosplayers and larpers that i follow i i don't really cosplay at all anymore it's just a lot of i don't there's really nothing that i've really wanted to to make I still would, time permitting, but just no one's doing anything right now because of, of, uh, of, of COVID. But um, it's it was it was really interesting to watch people get together and like make stories, like or you know make projects together from all around the world and just put it on TikTok in like a minute long format. Because um, the 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 makeup and the costumes and the the production that some people put into their content is incredible. Um, so it was more just like, wow, like really like inspirational in the terms of like, you have literally nothing, but you are a one person, you know, movie studio. You're doing all the sound editing, you're doing all the video editing, you're doing all the color correcting by yourself and basically making one minute long short films, which is really cool. So that's something that I'd like to look at doing at some point, maybe not with the, the same level of production, but maybe more like little stories. Um, some people will put, um, little vlogs. They'll just have videos of their cats. Like, I don't know. It's my, my, my TikTok for you page is very wide and varied. Um, because, you know, whatever, I don't, I think the algorithm is just like, what do you like woman? Because we don't know because it's just, a, it's a lot of everything. And, um, some people, I ended up finding, uh, this guy who, 
who he's a dancer um and he he just he performs traditional um indian dances that are like story forms of um like hindu hindu myths oh cool and they're amazing. Like, he's not in any costumes or anything. He just, he's just dressed in, like, comfortable pants and a long shirt. And he's just doing these dances. And they're just so captivating. And there's no, there's no production. He just has music in the background. He has captions on the screen to say what's happening. And that's it. And it's, like, a little story. And it's, like, there's no words. It's just him doing the actions. And it's one camera shot. And it's, they're fascinating. And it's, um, so for me, it's, like, it's a way for people to kind of show their culture. Um, a lot of small businesses will use it. I've know I've seen a lot of artists post their stuff on there, so they kind of show like a production, like a um, like the 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 process. They'll kind of do like a little um, you know sketch and then erase the sketch, and the full image is underneath, and it's beautiful. Um, uh, so like it's usually digital digital art that 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 that, that, that happens. Um, and then some people will do makeup, and some people will tell stories and some people will tell ghost stories and there's some people who will do um you know fun weird history facts there's one video that i think is amazing and it's this girl basically paraphrasing a very modern style conversation between ancient greece and ancient egypt and how like you know it's just really funny hey ancient greece had this whole recipe of like fire that could burn on water and it was so hot that water couldn't put it out and Egypt was like, oh, hey, there's this civilization that I do frequent trades with and I'm the only one who knows its location. So let's just not write any of it down. And just it'll be really funny for the future people trying to find this information. <laughs> it was just just the way it was it was done was very, very hilarious. And then like she makes a joke about the Library of Alexandria and like I really like ancient history. So this was like. I know about this and this is this is this is funny, but it's also making me upset because this is information that people have been trying to to find for a long time and i don't know it's 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 really hard to quantify what is tiktok and and what i get out of it because there's i think it depends on the day some days it's music and a lot of musicians have managed to have their whole careers blow up because the song just got really popular um and uh you know now it's on the radio because like you know someone liked this tune and they, they promoted it enough and they're like hey here's the full version on spotify and people are just like great i'll play this and now radio stations have got a, a hold of it and some people will post um you know i don't know it's 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 so it's so it's such a wide range of things but it's it's so interesting to see how people can take because your videos have to be um, you can either choose if you want to do like a 15 second video or, or a 60 second video. So you have between 15 seconds and a minute to get your point across on something. And the way that some people can do that is incredible. Now you get some people who ramble a lot because they're trying to talk so fast and get all the information to fit in a minute. So you're just like, I don't know what you said. Um, and some people will do like, you know, they start telling, I don't know. It's, I, I really, I'm, I think it's really interesting as a medium for art and for sharing of information at a fast pace and for people who maybe don't have the attention span to sit and absorb long form videos like YouTube, um, they can still absorb content, you know, really quickly between a break or something, right? Like, you know, if I'm on a 15 minute break at work, that's like one YouTube video, that's it. Or I could watch a couple of little short form videos and get more information out of it. Yeah. I mean, that. I mean, provided you have that, you know, that switch to turn off and go back because like, I will watch a 20 minute <laughs> YouTube video and be done and realize, all right, I'm done. Time to go back to work. Uh, as I mentioned to you before we started recording today, like I wasn't feeling well yesterday. I was very tired. So I decided to just kind of chill out on the couch for most of the morning. 
I opened up TikTok at like 10:30 or 11 and I think I was still there at 1. Like I, you know, now granted I I had not planned <laughs> to leave the couch and I was new and one of the benefits of like when you find somebody new like you mentioned um singers that have stuff on the radio now. Um Natty Dread is is a person that we both follow. Um she's a Scottish singer. Uh, uh Dread with 3 Ds. We'll have links in the show notes to most of these. And I mean she's a lovely person. She has I mean I could listen to her talk about anything Speak. with her accent my goodness oh, so nice. <laughs> so, yeah it's 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 melodic which makes sense because she's a singer but also just scottish is mm-hmm. just really really fun and she's just she's funny she has a really good personality but i don't remember i don't remember what she said she did at some point she did say she did you know she does something else for a day job and she comes home and she sings and she makes music and now with tiktok and 2020 and the attention that it's got she has an album in the works, a single on Spotify and her songs are being played in all different kinds of places. And she's just beside herself. Yep. Like she's thankful and humble and she seems like such a lovely person. Um, but oh, she, stupid yes, talented. She so like, and oh my So amazingly gosh. talented. Oh my God. Yeah. So, like, so good. And so blows my mind the benefit to me i guess being a little well a lot late to the platform because normally with social media being an entrepreneur working in media i tend to be on top of these things even if i'm not going to use it i still jump in there grab the username make a profile so if somebody looks for me on say like i don't know tumblr they'll be like all right well joel hasn't posted in a little while but he's got links to his other stuff you know like i'm more active on instagram Mm -hmm. and twitter for social media um and and then podcasting and youtube and things like that uh, Twitch would be, I say, probably my most active platform, uh, but that's not social media. That, I mean, that's a streaming platform. I would, I would categorize that differently. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, when I'm late to the platform, I can find someone like Natty Dread and be like, "Oh, I want to know more about this person." Well, I can watch sixty-one-minute videos that are a combination of like, you know, uh, what she's doing with her music, some classical, you know, uh, sea shanties, which seem to be really big right now on TikTok, and and some some Scottish folk songs, and then some modern pop stuff, and some how her Christmas went. Like in a very short amount of time, uh, without watching like two or three videos, because everybody's new on the platform. There's so much content that when you find somebody that's new and popular, generally they've been doing this for about a year, which means that there's an awful lot that you can watch and kind of get to know uh, a, a TikToker, I guess is what they call themselves. Um, but I also find that there's this. Um, and this is probably like an age thing, uh, or just, uh, an internet culture thing, but very often, even if they're being silly, like even if it's a fun, jovial thing and not something serious because of the selfie cam culture and, and how people make TikToks, I often feel like I'm too close to someone that I don't know. <laughs> you know I'm not sure if you've, if you've ever picked up yeah. on this, but like, even, yeah. even if it's someone being really goofy and saying like, oh my God, like I just had this you know, like really embarrassing moment where like I just got back from the dentist and like I went to go on this date with a guy and I drooled all over, like I took a glass of water and I just spilled it all over myself. Like, I mean, it's a funny story, but there's just something really odd about being like about a foot from someone <laughs> that I only associate with like a partner, <laughs> you know, that's, yes. you know, like I don't even stand yeah. that close to friends most of the time. <laughs> and so I, I find that kind of strange. And one of the things that I've been battling it's like, if I'm going to be on here and I'm thinking like, okay, well, now that I know I enjoy consuming content, can I contribute anything? Is there anything that I would like to share? Uh, if I did, like, I don't, I'm not a big selfie guy. I'm, well, for two reasons. One, I just don't particularly enjoy it. But also, 
I, like I'm and, not, and I'm not in the habit of it, but my, the selfie cam on my on my phone is broken. Like it's just it's just not good. Mm. Um, it has like a white haze on it right now, and there's nothing I can do. But I've I've inquired about it. I've looked into it. It's just there's I'd have to replace the whole phone. So it's like all right, well I don't have a selfie phone. So whenever I take a selfie, I have to use the other side of the phone. So the few times that I've taken a a, a hiking picture with me in it or something like that, I basically have to have like you know giant you know, um, extendo arms and, uh, I'm doing it blind. I can't see what I'm taking a photo of. So it's kind of like, just get as much in the shot as you can. And then I'll crop it later. Um, but I'm just not, mm. I don't have a face cam when I stream on Twitch for a number of reasons. I often find them quite distracting. Uh, and in Minecraft, I don't want to cover up the screen. Like I just don't want to cover up what I'm doing creatively with just a video of me basically not moving. I, I don't feel I do anything interesting when I'm gaming. I'm sitting there very still, probably with a dumb look on my face, focusing on what I'm doing on Minecraft. So I don't think that necessarily adds to the experience. If I was playing things like horror games or games that were going to make me jump out of my chair, then sure. Um, I could see uh, something like Among Us where I might add a, a, a webcam to, to the stream because that would be kind of fun because there's it's an interactive thing. Mm -hmm. There's people, there's, dra there's fun drama that you just can't, predict you know like there's that unpredictability i think is where where webcams uh, as, uh face cams on streams come in and so that's where i, I look at tiktok and it's like i don't have anything to say uh i don't <laughs> like i don't have anything to contribute in that way and i'd have to do this whole production of like filming it separately watching it back to make sure i was in the shot you know, like all that kind of stuff would be really difficult yeah um and so i i just i'm not quite sure yet now i i mean i do art i do you know podcast stuff i do other things that could be kind of a fun thing to do on TikTok, but I just don't really know um, if that would be a good way to do it. TikTok has really amazing discoverability mm -hmm. um, in a weird way. Like, I don't know how, I, I, I'm really trying to figure out how the algorithm works, um, but the, the discoverability, like people have, like small businesses have said, like my whole business just totally blew up one day because... I posted a video about it on TikTok and for some reason I just chose the right song that was trending at the time and it pushed it through to a bunch of different people and now I have a bunch of new customers for my business yeah. and it's like something as simple as that and it's um I think that's kind of amazing. I really like how it can it can be very life-changing for some people and I think that's really that's really nice to to you know that people can have the opportunity to to grow very very quickly on it um and it doesn't i mean there are you know some issues with the platform i do think it is a little bit discriminatory against like it does it has been proven that the algorithm does not does favor young white faces yeah i could see that um so there's a lot of people who are you know kind of shoved into the background and but that's its own that's an, entirely its own issue um that a lot of people have been trying to call out but um yeah it just it has some really amazing potential i think and i think a lot of people have the potential to go places on it now there are some people who are like some of the top rated creators on tiktok i don't really get the dances some people um will do the dance um or do a dance or something as a way to like stay on a trend or or something and then you know people can find them through that way and then their whole their whole content is something else some people will make their whole platform just just the dances right I just I don't want to slam the dances or sound like I'm slamming the dances either because like 2020 everybody's in lockdown people are cooped up 
and a lot of extroverts are going absolutely batty, despite the fact that I am a-okay, <laughs> you know, here at home, mm-hmm. working yeah. at home as I have for the last 10 totally years, fine. you know? Uh, so I can, I get the appeal of like, let's just be silly for 15 seconds, you know, and do something really weird. And in some cases, like there are people that are obviously really good dancers. And so they're putting really professional kind of like, uh, they can do this dance very, very well. Like I just, or just stuff that I would never think about. That was just ridiculous. I saw, again, I don't follow these people, but I saw one particular girl. She started off this dance and she had on a hoodie or a jacket and she did some sort of kick move where she put her foot up her back underneath the jacket. And then when she did like a karate kick off to the side, the jacket, which she was wearing came off and flew off camera and i was just like okay i think i know exactly what that you're talking was sick about. <laughs> like i don't dance at all and i was yeah. just like that was the coolest thing i've seen all day <laughs> you know like and, and transitions like some people have learned some really amazing transitions like they'll like put their hand in front of their face and all of a sudden it's like a different they're like different shot it's a totally different scene and like they look different and it's it's so cool i've seen that come by i mean like i'm not into makeup like you are but i've seen a lot of people that will be just like this is me in the morning and then they do something to a song where they like kick they kick the screen or they um there's one where people are sitting down and they kick a shoe and then um yeah it was a really cool trend that i I actually saw on instagram i'm assuming it started on tiktok but i saw on instagram where there was a lot of healthcare workers that were coming home from a long day in scrubs and so you saw them either as nurses or doctors or whatever and they would have their running shoes on and they would toss a running shoe up in the air and they would try to kick their foot into it and then it would cut as Mm -hmm. soon as the foot hit the shoe it would cut to them in evening wear you know whether that's a guy in a suit or a a woman very often it was a woman in like a nice dress done her hair like and not to it's just kind of like reminding everybody that you know the people that are on the front lines during COVID-19 are are people too and and have to let their hair down and and it was just really cool because it it also generated a lot generated a lot of support and attention to frontline workers which is you know needed Um, and so I thought like that kind of stuff is really cool Um, I also like um, I really enjoy some of the I mean I don't cosplay I know you do and and I know people that do and I think the amount of craftsmanship that goes into it is really cool I I enjoy the uh the the transitions where people go from like here's me in my like nerd glasses day job like you know cable knit sweater etc and then something happens like it's like a flash of light or something goes across the screen or they drop the camera or pick up the camera or whatever it is they do and then they pull the camera back and they're in some like award-winning level like cosplay stuff we're just like holy crap like and it looks incredible and you wouldn't even recognize Mm -hmm. it like this it's like you just look like a completely different person um yeah it's amazing there is a trend that i find interesting it's appealing i don't necessarily want to watch too much of it because i don't want more of it but i'm curious about it because i don't understand it uh combination of either people acting like cartoon characters and i don't know whether it's a filter or speeding down, speeding up or slowing down the video or something, but it almost looks like they're stop motion animated sort of deal. Oh, yes. I find that so interesting. Um, very unnerving. Yeah. <laughs> Incredibly unnerving, but so interesting. And there's two. There's there's things that where the camera is still and it doesn't move. And the person is then like, uh, the one that I keep on seeing is this, it's a girl that's dressed up in like skull makeup where she's got like, she's, you wouldn't, you can't recognize her at all. She's got like deep black eyes on the skull and her mouth is inside the mouth of the skull. And it looks really interesting. Uh, reminds me of things like uh, Coco from Pixar, like that kind of a 
you yes. know, the day of the dead yeah. kind of look. I think I think I know who you're talking I, yeah, about. Yeah, I'm struggling to remember people's names. So forgive me. I'm new to the, the platform. I don't remember, you know, all these folks. I don't remember usernames at all. Yeah. <laughs> Not so, even a little bit. Um, I remember their content more than that. And she does mostly like um, what's called, I guess, a, a blind listener, a blind react or something where you watch something on blind TikTok react, for the yeah. first time and you're filming yourself getting excited about something and she listens to a lot of like music mixes where like it takes some weird song like a christmas song and mashes it with like some sort of death metal and she's just like oh my god this is amazing but she doesn't say anything she just kind of like reacts but she's reacting over the top it's like she's reacting in theater where like you'd have to see her expression from the back row and but you don't need to be that expressive because she's on a camera four feet from her you know from her face so I find that kind of stuff interesting because it's very over the top. It's very animated. It's very expressive. And I'm not saying it's mm -hmm. bad. I'm saying like I'm curious as to know the trend and why it's such a big thing right now. Yeah, I don't I don't really know. Um, I, I know exactly like people are calling it TikTok acting. And it's like I find it very similar to YouTube voice. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, where people have like a really, you know, so today we're going to do this. And like it's like a very, very specific voice that a lot of people do on youtube and i i mean i'm i'm also just as guilty about it um i mean i project but, when i'm um, doing podcast content obviously and i yeah and i obviously will will talk differently when i'm on twitch compared to just hanging out with a friend although it's, twitch is more casual but i know what you mean about the, yeah. for us uh specifically in the minecraft sphere when you're on youtube uh the problem that i have is people talking way too freaking fast like it is way too fast to the point where too it's loud. yeah too loud too fast and you're trying to keep some sort of crazy energy up that's not natural and there's no breaths there's no time for a pause there's no time for me to process the information that you're putting forward whether mm -hmm. that's a story or a technical tutorial or whatever it is and I will tune out immediately on YouTube videos like that I don't care who you are uh, and I find it yeah. very frustrating because it, it what happens is Young people see this and think this is the way that it's done and then grow up emulating it. And if they decide that they want to get into this and if they decide to start producing content, then they're just pushing the trend farther and continuing this bad habit of talking far too quickly. And I don't see that so much on TikTok with the exception of the rambling videos, but the rambling videos are usually funny and the ramble is part of the humor. So I, I kind of forgive it. Um, yes. Because it's not. Yeah, there's some people who just like stutter. They're just like, <laughs> yeah. They just kind of keep that in, and, it's and part it, of it their... creates this level of relatability. Yeah, but as well. But this this other acting thing that I'm finding um, on, on TikTok is, it's something. I think it's a filter. It does something where the camera follows your face, or when you move the camera, it kind of keeps you centered oh, and does like a soft focus it's... on the background or something i can't remember what it's called yeah it's i think it's called the zoom filter yeah so it keeps your face zoomed in but when you move it follows your face um, yeah it, it looks really interesting it's a it's an interesting effect because you can move your hand that happens and sort of do like well what i see uh, because anime is so popular with with uh, the 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 younger kids hashtag old man joel mm -hmm. uh you you <laughs> you'll see people doing Youths. a lot of lip syncs but it's not lip syncs of music it's lip syncs of like anime phrases or some sort of like giggly thing but they do it in a way that they're acting like an animated character combined with this filter and it looks just like an anime like it does that kind of like weird zoom thing and then someone winks but then they wink at the same time that they move the camera and so it sort of gives like a really it, what i'm picking up on it is 
in animation, there's something called like a slow in and a slow out. I'm not sure if you know what that is, but yes, actually, there is a, a one person who I saw who kind of she kind of blew up on TikTok a little bit because she was she was she was doing exactly what you're talking about. She was like voice like like um, no, she was lip syncing to music, but she, the motions that she was putting with it were very fluid. And someone's like, why does she look like a cartoon character? Yeah. And she was like, okay, so here's why. Here's a thing in animation that's called this. And it was like, you know, she's exactly what you're talking about. And she was like, I'm basically forcing myself to do that to create a certain effect. Yeah. So there's. Which I think is super cool. Overshoot and settle and and the slow and slow yeah. out are the two things that people say. So basically what that is, slow in and slow out is just, is just um, the closer you get to your final pose, the more frames you insert so that it slows down. Uh, the an example mm-hmm. would be like if you dropped uh, a basketball on the ground, if you held it straight out and you dropped it down, the ball would drop quickly. But when it came back up at the top of its of its peak, like if, at that second bounce, like when it comes back up to about your chest level, it slows down as gravity takes over, right? And then it hangs for just a second before right. it goes down. And in animation, you exaggerate that. Like you can actually defy gravity in animation and make it look like the ball kind of like thinks about going back down and that's where you get like personality mm-hmm. but then you translate that animation and that technique from a ball to a character like to, to a living breathing thinking being and you can really kind of yeah. like make things look fluid and fun and punchy and just kind of add an artistic take on what is you know an interpretation of, of real life motion uh, and then the overshoot and settle that's like if you throw a ball like you're throwing a, a, a pitch at a baseball game and you at the moment of release you're going to overshoot, you know, you're going to release the ball, but your arm's going to keep going. So that's your overshoot. And then the settle is you bringing your arm back into some sort of resting position. Uh, It's basically like a recoil after some sort of dramatic action. Uh, But you can bring that rate down and apply that to anything. I mean, overshoot and settle and stretch and squash and slow in and slow out make for really fun lip sync. And that's what these people on TikTok are doing is that they're, they're exaggerating their mouth movements. Uh, I notice a lot of people talking out of the side of their mouth when they're doing lip syncing and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's a it's a style thing. I, I, I personally I don't get I don't know why it became a style. The history about it, I, I think I I was also late to the game with TikTok as well. I didn't actually get on TikTok until this year, so I was kind of became like a passive um watcher of TikTok during quarantine. Because that's kind of when everyone was was talking about it. And that's kind of when it took off because I had really nothing else to do. Um, but then I only really started posting things. You know, I tried posting some cosplay stuff. But I was like, this is the 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 work put into it is not really something that I can I can keep up with. It was just a lot. Um, so I was like, no, no, that's not that's not for me at all. I love watching it, and for the people who can do it, amazing. For those people who are just like driven to make content all the power to them because I just do not have the physical energy to do it. Um, but I don't know where that trend came from. I don't know if it was like from cosplayers trying to emulate the characters that they were cosplaying as mm-hmm. and it just sort of like leached into the normal, you know, cultural zeitgeist of TikTok or if there is, there is a certain like trend of just like animation acting. Like people will just, will just, you know, be very animated in a very cartoony way and I, it's really interesting to watch, but I don't know why that ever became a thing. Um, I think it's in very specific circles of, yeah. of TikTok, though. Like, there's a very, very specific vibe that that is in, that, that that's involved in. Um, like, you know, I don't really spend a lot of time on, like, you know, the 
dancey dancey trend tiktok um and people will refer to like you know tiktok as like different sides of tiktok it's like you know can i get on on gay tiktok can i get on animation tiktok i want to get on art tiktok it's like the same thing as tumblr it's like tumblr had its own corners frog tiktok is apparently a thing i've never seen it but it's there um so it's just like hey can i get on frog tiktok please i just want to be i want to be on that side um so it's you know it kind of exists in this pool and then you just find it's like you're in it's like it's like that scene from mean girls where it's just like all right this is where the cool asians sit and here's where the band nerds sit and it's like you know you kind of got to find your your table and then if you're like me you just sit at a bunch of tables so and and that i think is like the mark of a of a social media platform that is quite successful and and definitely going to be around for a little mm. bit is that when it starts to have its own subculture, right? There's TikTok, but then there's yes. the, all these subcultures within TikTok, and I think that's that's yes. a really good sign of of uh, of something sticking around for a while. And one of the reasons why it's gotten my attention because it's it's no longer just like oh that's a new thing. I'm I don't I just don't have time to tech check it out. And now, combi- like a combination of this like the social curiosity the entrepreneur in, my, in me like looking at it and thinking like okay is this something that i really should be on like am i missing out on some opportunities here to to um to bring more eyeballs onto the other things that i do it's one of the mistakes that i made i should say mistakes one of it's one of the downsides of 2020 for me in that i was focusing so much on twitch which worked it grew it's what i wanted to do uh, but i just did not have time to do twitch podcasting or YouTube. Like I had to pick two and I couldn't, yeah. YouTube was bringing in no revenue whatsoever. And so Twitch and podcasting is what I focus on successfully. And I'm quite happy about that. Uh, but yeah, YouTube has, as you mentioned about TikTok, such a high discoverability that I really needed to start putting in at least a minimal effort on YouTube to have something updated like monthly, like anything just on the off chance yeah. that that algorithm puts one of my, um, twitch you know um vods in the eyeballs of somebody uh i don't necessarily care about monetizing youtube i hear so many nightmares from people when youtube changes their policy and stuff um i find that while yes the same kind of changes can happen on twitch a lot of my support on twitch is from individuals as opposed to advertising and so i have there's more control over that in that I have direct contact with those people as opposed to YouTube where I don't have direct contact with advertisers. Uh, and I certainly, I mean, I've got something like 1500 people following me on YouTube. So it's barely, I don't even, I can't even apply for advertising. Right. I mean, like that's, 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 that's still a good number. I would say. Oh, it's still a good number. But when you compare it to Twitch numbers, it's like a flash in the pan, you know, or when I, yeah. when I look at other people who I've known for years, for example, uh, Johnny, uh, my co-host on the Spun Chunks. I mean, he went full-time YouTube shortly after we started the podcast. It wasn't too long after that. Uh, but he had to be in the realm of like 300 to 500K in terms of followers yeah. on YouTube before that became a feasible thing as an adult that owns a house and, you know, has a partner and, you know, has, you know, adult expenses and all that kind of stuff. So he couldn't do yeah. that. He couldn't leave the other responsibilities that he had, you know, as um, he did like video content stuff for another client. And like, he couldn't leave that until his YouTube had a certain point. And I, knowing the amount of effort, because I've got 80 or so Minecraft videos on YouTube, knowing the amount of effort while it was fun to create those for no income is just not something I can do responsibly. 
Like I just, I don't have that kind yeah. of time. I have to, yeah. I mean, something that I have achieved in the last few years, I want to say 2019 into 2020, uh, is just the work-life balance. Like it's, it's, I'm no longer a starving artist working 67 hour weeks. Like it's, just, and that's not something that I was doing recently. That's something I used to do when I was in my early thirties, but like, I just can't do it. I just, I have no interest in it. I don't like being burnt out. Yes, which makes sense. There's there's a lot of people who will kind of like try and take things um, from one like one girl that I follow. She takes um, Twitch as her primary platform, and she'll take clips from her Twitch streams, like like vods, and she'll edit them slightly. She'll put subtitles on them. She'll zoom in at certain points um, to make it more dramatic um, and funny, and she and then she posts that on tw- on Twitter, on TikTok, and on YouTube as clips. Mm. And that it has grown her Twitch channel. And I had I've had some people from from TikTok find me on Twitch because I posted like, you know, here's a thing that I do on my stream. Here's a tutorial. And it was like a one minute tutorial on how to add a timer. And some people were like, I, I didn't realize how easy it was. Thank you. And I ended up finding getting a, a couple of extra Twitch followers because of right. it. Um, so it's 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 weird how like some people will take, you know, one primary content and then spread it everywhere. So it just just gets more eyeballs in the one thing, and then it brings people into one spot. I don't know. There's there's definitely and there's definitely tricks to the algorithm as well, especially with YouTube. There's like YouTube wants something really really specific. So what I've actually started doing recently is following people and watching watching videos of people who are like, here's how the algorithm works, and here's how you make it work for you. Um, I haven't implemented anything yet, but it'd be interesting as like an experiment to see how that would actually work. For example, one of the things I do know about the YouTube algorithm is that it likes people that complete the videos, like viewers that completely watch something mm-hmm. for most of it. And so that's why a lot of Minecraft people that do these edited 20 to 30 minute videos don't post their Twitch VODs on their main channel. They put up a second channel uh, because a three hour video that people only watch 20 minutes of pulls down their content in the algorithm and makes it even especially if you're relying on it for income it makes it less uh, appealing to advertisers whereas if all of your videos in your channel are around 20 to 25 minutes and most of the people watch them from start to finish then that's way more appealing and you get more stuff and so people will just set up a second channel call it you know like uh, i'll say like you know um uh, exumavoid 2 i think is, is is um Eximavoid second channel and that's where he puts his twitch vods and other he also has you know blog vlogs and things that he wants to do and talk about music and things so he puts them on the other channel and he keeps his main channel like just solely focused on you know hermitcraft and minecraft stuff and yeah so when i was doing when i ran out of time doing my youtube uh, stuff originally i was recording separate clips i was playing off offline and doing a project and then making a video and i wasn't streaming because i didn't I wasn't into streaming or I just, I wasn't used to it. I didn't feel confident with it. Now I'm more confident with streaming. And so what I was starting to do at the end of my um, ream of 80 videos was taking my Twitch VOD, downloading it. Part of it was a necessity because I couldn't record smooth clips, but I would download the three hour VOD and then just go through and chop it up and get rid of the boring parts and just kind of keep the more mm-hmm. interesting things. But that took a lot of time. It was way more time intensive on the editing side Whereas I could record a specific clip that I needed, say what I wanted, and just dump that into an episode. Easy breezy. Uh, with the right. clips, I kind of had to like fast forward or like find a place and kind of like figure out what to do and how to transition and stuff like that. So it was less recording time because I could stream and record at the same time. 
uh, and then just chop up the VOD. The plan now is to do the same thing. I've downloaded some VODs. I, I'm getting ready to chop them up. Actually, it's something I need to do today. Um, but I'm not going to edit out the boring parts. My YouTube is just such a small fish right now. It's kind of cool that I get to experiment with it. I don't have to do, I'm not beholden to anything precious. So I can say like, look, yes, yeah. I'm just going to cut out the coffee breaks and, and any kind of you know, moment I step away from the computer. But everything else is going to be real time. Uh, I, I get a fair amount of compliments on my Twitch channel for being pretty chill, you know, and, and I mean, as you mentioned earlier, and thank you again, you know, easy to listen to. Um, but mm-hmm. then also people really enjoy hanging out for the stream because a lot of the YouTube stuff is so fast paced. And you've got this person that spent eight hours building this thing and they cut away and cut back to it and it's done. And they'll explain kind of what they did or get them get you a start. But it's like some people want to see the process. You know, like I, yeah. I like watching the process of a drawing coming together as much as I like watch, seeing the end product, right? Uh, and so I'm just going to chop up the videos without any, there's no, they're all going to be around the same length, but I'm just going to go through and chop up the VODs and be just like, okay, it starts here, it ends there. No, the project is not done, but this you'll very clearly see like it'll be, you know, Stonebridge part one. Stonebridge part two. And I'm just going to release those as like half an hour YouTube videos or 25 minutes or whatever I think is um, the best um, suited for that particular thing. I'm not going to worry about where it ends. I'm just going to fade to black and say continue to the next video because I need yeah. those discoverability And people love eyeballs, you know? series though too. Yeah. There's like a series. You can put that into a playlist and then people love to see progress like progress yeah exactly um like if they're you know a lot of the things that you know i've actually followed people for is um progress on house renovations because like at the at the height of the pandemic um a lot of old victorian houses were going for next to nothing like so cheap in new england and things like that and um so people were buying victorian houses and they were like here's a tour here's what we're gonna do and here's uh, a time lapse of us doing a renovation of one part of our house follow to see the rest of it and it's like yeah i will follow to see the rest of that because i love to see projects mm-hmm. being completed there's like the sense of completion that i find really satisfying um and i think those are awesome um and and so stuff like that with minecraft like i loved watching you know when i was actually consuming a lot more minecraft videos at one point in time very very early on in me watching youtube um it was you know someone was you know all right here's part one of this and it's just like well i want to see the i want to see how this works out i want to see how this happens so i'm going to follow so i can you know be aware of when the next part goes up so i can figure out okay yes i get to see the next part and i get to see the progression and then some people at the end will like take it and like you know do a time lapse of it or something or they'll be like here's how it started and here's how it's going or something um so but series like that do very well so before we wrap up this whole tiktok conversation um who are you following like like who are some of your favorite um creators on tiktok that we can maybe recommend for people well natty dread we've which we've talked about before um she's wonderful um and i know uh in the pre-show i said something else but there's a gentleman named um hang on a second i actually brought up his name so i could remember to tell you um johnny stewart bass so he's also also a scottish singer um I was confusing him and Luke the Voice. Uh, Luke the Voice is from the States. Um, but Johnny Johnny Stewart Bass, uh, J-O-N-N-Y Stewart Bass, he, um, I'll put him in the in the show notes, he uh, added to one of Natty's songs. And then from there, I discovered Cullen Vance Music, who plays 
Celtic music with Celtic instruments, and he added to that even further. So it basically made this whole, you know, trio project with this one tiny little song that Natty had posted it once before. So the three of them are amazing. Um, I also really like um, What About Bunny? Um, so What About Bunny is, it's um, it's a project that this, this, this dog mom has, um, and she has a dog named Bunny. Bunny is like, um, like some kind of like doodle, like labradoodle or something. She's some kind of like, she's just curly hair, like short, curly, soft hair dog. And she's so cute. She's, she's big and she's, she's boofy and she's just so, so precious. Um, but what they've done is they're, they're teaching her how to use a soundboard. So they give her various buttons to press on to kind of convey thoughts and feelings. So she's a professional conversationalist who's working with a few scientists and speech therapists to test dogs' abilities to understand human speech and their ability to have conversations and how much they actually do understand. Um, so she's like, it's like it's like speaking with a toddler because they have very, very simple concepts of language, but they do understand it. And it's getting to the point where Bunny is learning enough about language that, you know, she chooses buttons and she's actually crafting sentences and asking very deep questions sometimes. Like one of the one of the um, the most deep ones, she was like she was figuring out time and she was like yesterday soon or something. And her mom was like, no, no, yesterday was earlier tomorrow soon because it was nighttime. And she was like, OK. And then the next day she was like tomorrow now. And she's like, yes, tomorrow now. So it's very, very simple language concepts, but like Bunny is like choosing buttons and she knows where each of her buttons are and she's trying to figure out what they mean. And it's really interesting to see the process of her figuring out language and, you know, and she'll use it to ask for things. She'll be like, I'm mad. And she's like, why are you mad? Or she'll be like, mom, ouch, paw. And, you know, she'll realize, oh, there's something stuck in between the pads of your paws and it's hurting you. Um... So it's just another, otherwise, you know, dogs are just kind of, you know, spacing. You're just like, what's the matter? And they're just trying to get your attention. They don't know how to, to tell you what's going on. So this was like a test to see how well dogs can communicate. And it's fascinating. It's so interesting. But Bunny is also just a very cute dog to watch. Um, and to see her thought processes is, is really great. And those are the major ones that stand out um, that I, I look for. I look for their videos in particular. But um, there's, I follow a lot of people more so for um, support. I follow a lot of Twitch streamers on there um, and um, artists and things like that. So n- no one I can really name off the top of my head, but um, if I think of more, I'll definitely add them or, or link to them on, on Twitter or something. So I follow um, just a handful of people because I really wasn't sure what I wanted to follow, you know, like, and I wasn't sure how that was going to affect mm. the algorithm and stuff. So I had followed a couple of people early on because of course the, the, the song that I had mentioned earlier and actually, um, by the way, uh, the Wellerman, uh, Nathan Evans, it's N T H N E V N S S is his handle, but I'll have link in the, in the show notes to the proper credit for the original C Shanty that I, that I was talking about earlier. Um, so I follow him, follow Luke, the voice, um, and I follow Natty dread just for the music stuff sad pappy sad underscore p-a-p-i is uh, a guy that i follow that does cooking i i don't know mm-hmm. how i found him i think it just kind of threw me in front of his feed and i thought this guy's got a fun personality he's young he does some really cool dishes it seems very accessible uh he doesn't give you proportions but he just kind of says like you know salt pepper this that and just it's all kind of quickly cut together because it's only a minute long but he does some really cool stuff that is not hard 
Like it doesn't, it's just the stuff like you wouldn't think to grate a potato and turn it into a pasta dough. You know, like he just, it just, he just does some really interesting stuff. His thing is that he loves potatoes. And so anybody that asks him to do a potato dish, he's like, yes, absolutely. You know, it's, it's kind of funny. Um, but he's really, he's really cool. He's really laid back and, and I, I enjoy the content. Um, for the nuttier side of things, I follow voice monster edits. I thought he was a professional mm-hmm. voice actor. I think he's just a farmer. Oh. <laughs> I'm not really sure. Okay. Colin Metzger is his name. He sounds like the voice of any like devil or demon that you might've heard in like a cartoon on Cartoon Network or something. Uh, I think it might be his natural speaking voice. I think he just kind of has this like boombastic kind of like radio style um, voice. But then he, of course he puts on the language that he uses and he, when he hams it up, it kind of amps it up to that next level. Uh, I think if he was just talking to his mom on the phone, he wouldn't quite sound just like this, but uh, it's, he's not like making his voice deep by like on purpose. It's probably his natural, natural speaking voice has got this like deep buzz to it. Um, he is loony. Like it is some funny, funny stuff. Uh, he really kind of goes over the top uh on on his videos and normally i don't get into this kind of thing but there's just something very earnest about his comedy uh and Mm -hmm. it's not awkward comedy which i don't like so it's it's it was kind of a breath of fresh air um and then this other guy that i follow which you would think would be the last person on earth that i would follow the bearded gunsmith uh, a guy from the U.S., he's got a beard. He describes himself of as, quote-unquote, that chubby bearded guy on TikTok, occasionally funny. Uh, he's actually quite funny. Uh, I followed, or I went looking for his other stuff because I was like, the bearded gunsmith is a kind of an odd name. Um, so I followed his links and kind of found him on Instagram. And he posts a lot of stuff about, like, handguns, and I think he might actually either work in handguns or at least knows how to make, you know, make them and stuff. Um, so not normally my cup of tea like that's not content that i would necessarily watch but his tiktok has got nothing to do with guns that i can find you know uh he just does some social commentary and he posted a video that i kid you not has saved me from doing setups for probably the rest of the year i have not laughed that hard to the point where i couldn't breathe in years (laughs) and it was just some girl (laughs) i love this it was just some girl that said like you know, um, fun fact. And as she says that she's on a farm and I think it's a wild turkey. It's a really quick clip. I can't really tell this bird that is a large animal squawks and rushes at her. And she just kind of holds up a hand and the bird kind of like stops immediately and backs down saying nothing like nothing, just complete diffusing the situation. I know exactly what you're talking about. And so then the bearded gunsmith comes on and is like, so we're not going to talk about the fact that she just used the force to stop a thunder turkey. And I lost my shit. Like I just, I was not ready (laughs) for it. I had no idea what I just watched, but I lost my mind. And I've watched a couple of his other videos and they're just, they're kind of quippy and funny and calm. He's very chill, which I like. So I gave him a follow and I just, I just, I really enjoy that kind of stuff. And this is the kind of thing that's kind of new and fun and exploratory for me on, on TikTok. But that's it. Like that's the entire list of people that I follow because I've been on the platform for 24 hours. So I'm looking forward to more. Uh, and we actually have a, a couple of things that we can um, share, or at least one that we can share uh, as our internet minute this week. If you are curious about supporting the Citadel Cafe, uh, we are entirely supported by you. There are no ads, uh, either in the feed or in the live show. 
Uh, I don't read in the ads because I, I don't particularly like that kind of thing, but uh, we get support from our listeners. So if you go to patreon.com slash the Citadel Cafe, you can sign up to become a member. Uh, you get access to the Discord channel, which actually shares Discord with my personal Patreon as well as my Twitch channel. So there's about 100 people in there talking about everything from food to Minecraft to video games to books. There's a spoiler channel for people that want to talk about the latest stuff, um, but you can avoid it if you don't want to get spoiled. There's all kinds of great content there. Really wonderful, welcoming community. I can't thank the people that are involved enough because it 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 self-governs. Like there's no... There's always a nice, pleasant conversation happening somewhere. And I've really, really um, grown to enjoy the time in the Discord when I have time to hang out there. Uh, so check out patreon.com slash the Citadel Cafe if you'd like to become a member. Patreon count is at 20. We were at 22 at the end of 2020. Uh, so we try to add one more patron a month if we can. It's a nice way to kind of set a goal to grow. So if you'd like to become patron 22 or 23, uh, then uh, just head on over to patreon.com and, and join in. It is the best way to support the show. And I have a fun little announcement between the um, financial support of the podcast and the support on Twitch uh, over the holidays, I was able to order a new microphone. So the support goes right back into the podcast and people end up with uh, a better audio experience. Uh, I'm able to create more because I don't have to move the mic around the studio every time I do something. So there's a lot of really cool stuff uh, happening behind the scenes and it is because of you folks. And uh, Megan, you have, surprise, surprise, a TikTok pick. I do. <laughs> I do. I feel like it felt appropriate for uh, for this conversation. Um, but this is, I believe I follow her. This is another person I couldn't think of earlier. Her name is Harpist KT, Harpist Katie. Um, and she does uh, harp covers of a lot of different songs. But in particular, this one she did was um, a cover of Through the Fire and Flames from Dragon Force or by Dragon Force. And anyone who knows that song knows that it's the hardest song on Guitar Hero. And it usually is at the very end, like once you like beat the campaign of Guitar Hero, it's that last one that plays. And it's long and it's dramatic and it's really difficult. Um, but she does a harp cover of it and it sounds amazing, like incredible. And what I want really badly is for Cullen Vance Music and Harpist Katie to come together and write a Celtic cover of that song because I think it would sound so cool. Um, but I highly recommend I recommend all of her videos anyway because she's she's really an amazing musician. Um, but it's it's a she, I, I can tell that she's working on it, so it's not like a like a perfect cover of it. There is you know she does say she's like there was a a string twang that she doesn't really like. I think it adds something kind of cool to it personally, but I'm also not a harpist and not sure how things should sound. Um, but it's very cool. It's very, very interesting to, to see how people will break down songs and make it work for a particular instrument. I don't know. It's really, I like it. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Citadel Cafe. You can get more information about the show and links to some of the things that Megan and I talked about this week at thecitadelcafe.com. Music for the show was composed by Kevin McLeod. You can email us at thecitadelcafe at gmail.com. Find the show by name on Twitter. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, really wherever you can find a podcast. Word of mouth, however, is the easiest way to support the show. Just tell a friend about the Citadel Cafe and where they can go to listen to it. My name is Joel Duggan. You can find everything I'm doing online, including my illustration and design portfolio at joelduggan.com. You can also listen to my other podcasts all about Minecraft at thespawnchunks.com and follow me at Joel Duggan on social media and Joel Duggan on Twitch, where I've been playing Minecraft and Oxygen Not Included. That continues this week. Megan, where can people find you online? 
People can find me online on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Twitch at Omegan Townsend. I stream usually every weekend. Hopefully see you there. You've been listening to the Citadel Cafe, where we are fast, easy, and cheap, but you can only pick two. Was a ship that put to sea, the name of the ship was a belly of tea. The winds blew up her bow, dipped down below, my belly boys blow. <laughs> Soon may the Willowman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. She had not been two weeks from shore when down on her a right whale bore. The captain called all hands and swore he'd take that whale in tow. Soon may the weatherman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go.